Ben Harbor, Michigan is a unique place on the lake that is home to less than 10,000 with the hearts of a million. From the outside looking in, there's a strong emphasis on place, the location on the lake and easy access to I-94. But this series focuses on the people and their view of leadership, influence, and power and how it impacts the 49022. So welcome back for this special series of the Please Do Tell podcast, Everyday People of the 49022. And we are going to continue our conversation with Mrs. Bertha King. So let's get to it. I want to know what made you pick Miss Robbie Cummings. Oh, this lady is a walking testimony of love and caring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother Cummings is what I call her. <laughs> and there, there is very few people in Benavidez who don't know her. Yeah. She's still working at 80 plus years old, still driving around. If you if that car passes you, you know it's a blur because she's <laughs> moving fast to get to her next destination. And it's probably because she's taking food to somebody who is in bereavement or somebody who's sick, or she's just going to let them know I care. And, and I tell you, she has a lot of wisdom and she has a lot of, you know, just information for young women, especially to help them in this weird life. Cause we need that kind of information from, from older women. And now I see myself as one of those older women, but I'm still looking for the ones older than me to keep telling me <laughs> stuff. Love that. So um, in this first clip with, I'm going to call her Mother Cummings too. <laughs> in this first clip with, okay. with uh, Mother Cummings, um, talk about the resources um, with giving help to people. Like, what does that look like for her? Or you, you just said that she's always on the move, doing something, giving back. So we're going to hear directly from her. I hope that I can set an example for somebody to say when I'm going on uh, before I leave here that I want to be just like Miss Cummings. Right. And then I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, it uh, it means a lot to people to have somebody in their life who really uh, inspires them. Um, as a, a mother and a grandmother, are you concerned about what's happening in this country and in the community? I am very much concerned about what's happening. Um, so much is happening. And, and some of uh, our young people that are doing things, it is not of their nature. And what we have to do is pray for them. And I, I, I not only pray for my kids, but I pray for other kids because sometimes if we don't step up, and show them the way. They won't have a lot of times they don't they don't they'll listen to somebody else before they listen to their parents, which is not right. But it, and for as far as me, I want to show an example to them that that I can walk up. I don't think it's a child that I can walk up to it and try to talk to them, to encourage them to do better, encourage them to not to do the thing that they are doing. And that's what I try to do as often as I can. When you think 
of influence in this community of Benton Harbor. What does that look like to you? Um, influence in this community. It's, it's, a, it's very much hopeful because sometimes people feel that we can't, we don't have hope here, but we do have hope. And I know that the, if anything that we put our minds to do and trust in the Lord, it can be done. And I just, um, I'm, I try to influence and do as much as I can for this uh, state of Ben Harbor. Hmm. Okay. What, what, what do you see in the leaders of Benton Harbor? Do you, do you see uh, an opportunity for changes? Uh, do you see positive outcomes here in this city? I see very much positive in this city. I see lots of changes in this city. Um, within the churches and within the communities and within, within the, the government here, changes are being made. And I believe that um, with all of us working together and trying to be on one accord, I, all the changes can be made. I mean, I see many changes in Benton Harbor. Things are being happening in Benton Harbor. Um, like it used to be, uh, things are doing, uh, the, the mayor and everybody is doing something different in Benton Harbor to make a change in Benton Harbor. So I was going to do the separate clip of influence in Ben Harbor, but it was just all flowing together. <laughs> it was all flowing together. Um, and it's, I'm going to get back to the, uh, the resources because I feel like Miss uh, Mother Cummings is full of them, uh, full mm -hmm. of them. Because even um, growing up with quite a few of her grandchildren, I just always saw that families just being so resourceful and just always being tight knit. And oh my goodness, I used to be like, man, they roll deep. They stick <laughs> together. All, all of us in elementary school, I was just like, man, I wish I had that many cousins or I had cousins like that because they were all in the same age range. And I was just like, wow, if you mess with one, just be prepared to mess with all of them. They were they were gonna come for you. They protected each <laughs> other, and I I loved it. But it's just why is it so important to even hear the stories of of Mother Cummings and and some of our elders? Well, it's imp important because if you can't look at history in the making. How can you move forward in a positive way when you don't know where you've been? Mm. You know, yeah. I want to hear from those who know what it was like back in the day uh, so that I can appreciate more what I'm hearing today, what I'm getting today. That's why so many other cultures program their youth from day one about their heritage mm -hmm. because they want them to always be mindful of where you came from so that when you reach that place of greatness, you know that you didn't get there by yourself. You came on the shoulders, on the backs of, of somebody else in that culture. I think 
sometimes we've lost a lot mm-hmm. because we 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 don't want to really hear what happened because the history is so fragmented it's so painful it's so um oh i don't want to put it it's so tragic in a lot of ways and we fail to see that that we came through it our families came through it and today we have a better way of living because they they explored the worst of it so when i hear people like mother coming who've been through so much and yet she's still willing to give so much to others and yet she's unafraid to tell you that yesterday was there yeah and today is 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 here right now and we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like mm-hmm. she's she, she's a, she's not afraid to tell you that but she also said you know that even when she's gone mm-hmm. she wants to leave a legacy mm-hmm. of giving yeah and because our elders have seen you know different changes in the community they've went through um as I when whenever I even go over and talk to my uncle, I talk about um, like what was it like for you all growing up? Um, what was politics even like for you growing up? Because it was it looks much different for us now. And just as she even said, like I see hope, I see change, I see a difference. But there's also um, the other side of that is voicing their concerns, like what could change? What do we need to do? And I know that Mother Cummings talks about that a little bit. So I want to hear from her. And then um, I want to hear your reflection of that as well. I'm old, but I love. Oh, wow. It keeps coming back to that love. Huh? Yeah. Keeps yeah. coming back to yeah. that love. And that that's, that that's that's what makes the world go around. As a community... Uh, member, if 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 you knew that you had the resources to to make a difference in this community, what would that resource be? That resource would be one thing I would like to do. I would like to have a place where people could go that's outdoors. That uh, if I could. I would build a building and all the people that don't have a place to live, don't have a place to go, they, I would have a home for them to go. And if I had to do all the cooking, I would do that. That, that would be a joy to me to help people that are not, I'm not saying poor, but people that need help. Right. I, I like to help people, and that would be one thing that I would like to do. I would like to feed. I would like to clothe. I would like to home people so they can have a nice place to lay down. We got people here in the town that don't have a place to stay. We got folks here that don't have, don't know where their next meal are coming from, and that's one thing that I would like to do. I've had people that come by and just be walking around talking to themselves. And I and my kids used to get after me all the time about you shouldn't 
why you talk going up to somebody and young young people young people i say are you hungry yeah i i ate in two or three days so that that's one thing i would like to do i would like to have a place of just a big barn house big something that i could feed folks and let them have a nice place to sleep and have somebody there to talk to but sometimes it's just a word you can yes. say to people yes you can just say one word to them and it make a whole difference. You can give them a hug and that make a whole difference in their life. Yes. And they don't forget that either. No, they don't forget it. They don't they forget don't it. Forget and that's where that influence comes in. Yeah. I know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Who gave me yeah. food one day, yeah. who gave yeah. me water. And, and, it, and that's a blessing. Uh, when you, when, so, okay. So, with Mother Cummings um, just being such an influence um, in so many different ways within this community, what was your biggest takeaway from your conversation with her? That she is sincere. Mm -hmm. She is ageless. <laughs> And she is the one of the greatest influencers that Benton Harbor has to brag about. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she's a great grandmother, a great mother, a great grand, a great great grandmother, and she's she's that testimony of sunshine mm -hmm. in Benton Harbor that you don't always hear about. There are many more like her, but she's the one that stands out because she refuses to just get in a rocking chair and, and sit down and rock. She just rock, rocking on her feet all the way <laughs> to uh, a blessing mm. to somebody. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Story is with Mr. Henry Burton. So, can you tell us a little bit about Henry Burton and why you decided to um, have a conversation with him around leadership, influence, and power? Henry Burton is Uncle Bo to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and he is. Um, a great influencer because so many young men know him. Mm. And he walks around uh, knowing that uh, he can walk up to a person who's really acting up. <laughs> you know how we can act. Mm -hmm. And he could walk up to him and say, you know, hey, let's talk. What's going on? Let me talk to you. Let's let me try to figure out what's going on here. And 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 people listen, mm -hmm. you know, and they don't say uh, Deacon Burden or Mr. Burden. Hey, Uncle Bo, this is what <laughs> happened. See, this here, here is what happened. <laughs> and uh, and I thought it would be just great to have somebody like him who's always trying to help people, always on his corner by Broadway Park monitoring what's going on there. And if anything's, you know, 
for anybody's worth saving, he's there to make a difference. And they respect him. And that's the key is knowing that you have the respect and you are not afraid to step out of your comfort zone in order to meet a challenge. But it's the way that you challenge that makes the difference. And he does it with people knowing that you're not coming at me in a judgmental way. You're not coming at me because you want to tear me down or to make me look bad. It's because you care about me. And I think that's what people have to have to feel if you intend to impact their lives. So we're going to hear from Mr. Burton when it comes to community influence and what that basically means to him. My, my brother has, has worked hard, Pastor Burton from New Paradise Baptist Church. He has worked hard. He's had lots of ideas. I said a group of pastors who have been of great influence over myself as far as the McAfee's. Um, some of the ministers have passed and gone now, but I still, in my mind, can can remember some of the things that they taught, some of the things that I hold on to at this time. But I, I think if we look beyond those pastors to a group of young men that we have coming now, you know, those with the with that type of influence that can help people, sometimes you just don't hear enough from them. Okay. So I, I don't know a lot of them because of the age different, but we have young men coming that can do some things that help this community, uh, any community, I should say. Okay. How did others influence you to be the person that you are today? Well, the thing is, when you learn how to get along with the majority of people, sometimes you can't get along with everybody. Mm -hmm. But we was we was raised up in Coloma. We was born in Memphis, Tennessee. We moved to Michigan in 1960. And we moved on to the farm out in Coloma, the Shepherd Farm in Coloma. And I learned as we went along, we, first of all, we were the only black family in Coloma at that time. In 1960, we were the only blacks in Coloma. And we went to school there. We started out the school with myself and the six kids, I think, below me, I believe it was five or six. There's a bunch of us. But anyway, when we went to that school, you, you lived on the farm where every summer you had workers come in to work the farms. And you know, the, the, so it was black, white, uh, Spanish. We all grew up together. So, in order to to be able to live in that same area, work in the same fields, do the same thing, everybody had to have an understanding. And I don't ever recall um, 
day after day where you see squabbles and fights and things. So my thing was um, people learn to get together by learning to understand that everybody are people. That, that they are, don't matter your color or your gender or whatever, if you get along with folks, you can get along with people. And so we learned that from Coloma. So when I moved into an all black neighborhood, it never changed for me because I felt like if we can discuss things with somebody else from another gender, another race, we yes. are able to talk to our own people. So like I said, I don't ever recall in almost 50 years getting out on the corner after all of the Dukes to fight somebody. Mm -hmm. so we've been on this corner and we've raised, helped raise a lot of young people. So here's the funny thing with me even rewatching the clip with Mr. Burden is um, one of my longest friendships is with a Burden. And hearing that this is one of her great uncles and how I joke with Demita all the time about, I feel like she's related to everybody. And then hearing Mr. Burden say, yeah, it was a lot of us. And again, reiterating. So when Demita does watch this, I have proof that you are really related to everybody in Ben Harbor because that family is so big. <laughs> <laughs> so big. <laughs> And they have, and it's, it's the influence. The influence is huge. And while wow, he even dropped some historical nuggets, because I was just thinking, man, black folks in Coloma in the 60s, he was saying that we were, we were the only black family and even hearing about all Claire and um, DSEG for, for that school district with the McAfee's. It's just, it's so much rich history. So I'm just so just thankful that you've, that you got these people together and you were collecting these stories. Cause it's like, not only am I hearing about influence and power and leadership, we're also getting some historical facts. And it's really going to be helpful, I think, for for families as well, because I'm sure even a lot of people in their families haven't heard these stories either. So it's just actually just a beautiful thing. Can you do you know? OK, so when when you talk about him and he even stated, you know, raising a lot of young people or just influencing a lot of young people on that corner. Why is that corner so important in this community? Like why that corner? Well, that corner is important because the area that he lives in has been really crime ridden. Mm -hmm. um, and there have been a number of people killed in that area, a number of people, number of fights mm -hmm. uh, and so many other tragedies in that area because it's right down from Empire mm -hmm. and uh, Broadway. But uh, Henry and his family are, are one, some of those mainstays mm -hmm. in the community. And uh, he tells a story sometime about how this young lady was into it with her family and she ran down the street to him to get him to go intervene with her mother <laughs> because he was in charge of that block. <laughs> and she wanted him to straighten out her, her parent. And he was saying, what do you want me to do? 
<laughs> you know, but but that just tells you that, you know, you you've got to be really respected and uh, yeah. appreciated in order for people to know that you are actually there, that your house and your presence means a lot in that community. Yeah. So he even talks about it and it's it's Mr. Burden talks about just even coping in the pandemic and still influencing people during COVID. So we're gonna hear from him and then um children. Everybody else unhappy. Mm-hmm. And so I know you can't please everybody, but if it's a legitimate then you need to try to uh, fix things so other people will will at least admonish that hey, you guys are still doing something. What is your greatest hope for your children? Well, them grandchildren. Them granny, yeah, them my brother. It's a new, it's a whole new um, organization. It's a whole new thing coming at them. We were just discussing cell phones and all of that. They they live by those. It's just like we did, you know, the old telephone. We get a quarter, run outside, stop on the next corner. There was a phone booth. Now, if you ain't got a cell phone in your pocket when you leave home, you hit unless you go to somebody's house. And there's very few houses now that has got a landline in the house. Uh, it's true. Yeah, so. Everything changed, but for the young people, we still have to mix a little bit of the old, the upbringing, the child care. Um, You know, we're teaching division, and that's what happened Mm -hmm. when when kids learn that. Now you got a problem. Mm -hmm. What are the fears? What are some fears or do you have any fears about your community, your family or whatever in relationship to governing powers and other folks having influence over? I I think uh, I guess all people have to believe that uh, When people take over, and I think it goes back to what I was saying while ago, the rules. Um, Rules have to be set. I need to feel that if if I pass away from here tomorrow, that everything is in place in the city that my wife and kids and grandkids can still survive in this city. It's not just going to someday, you know, like now. With the pandemic, pandemic kind of happening, um, in the midst of all that, we got to bring in extra police and state troopers and sheriffs and all this thing to govern the same city that used to be ran by just Ben Harbor police. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't have people have to bring in bigger, bigger forces and all that thing because Ben Harbor could handle it. Now it seems like if we don't have somebody else in the city, 
you know, it's not going to get straightened out. But we still want to see that. Uh, and I don't know if it's just me at 71, but I always wanted to understand that if the police force is out, the police force could do the job. Mm -hmm. But now we're to the point now where it seems like um, maybe it's that younger group coming along that maybe they don't have the same respect for authority that we had. Mm -hmm. And I think all of that has to be addressed where uh, authority, uh, leaders of authority, leaders of cities, and sometimes we have to teach that, you know, and that has to be taught in churches and in schools. Um, since you mentioned the pandemic, uh, how are you coping? <laughs> what changes? Um, <laughs> you I'm just so we just so used to meeting people a certain way. That was the biggest thing. Was to try to quit grabbing, shaking hands, and hugging. And, uh, and now we got to go to bumping elbows and uh, a few other. But as far as and then you know giving everybody their distance, all those those things are those are changes. But those are changes for the best. So you have to those are things that you have to remember. You don't know how long this is going to last. So, and this may become after another year or so, this will be the usual thing. But with the yeah. pandemic, it, it was something different um, for us. It was nothing like we ever saw, you know. Um, and trying to make adjustment um, and, and get out of patterns, change patterns. I think those are. The biggest thing, biggest uh, problems we have is changing patterns, changing even greetings. Uh, we used to just shaking hands and keep going. Now you got to remember not to do that. Elbows, <laughs> uh, do something else. So um, I, I think it had brought about a change, and and like I say, in our way of just simple stuff as far as greetings, uh, goodbyes, living. Um, you go to somebody's house, you got to get your, your mask in place or you got to get your distance right. But if if it's for the best, then I guess we have to learn that. I mean, we're just never too old to learn. How are you influencing people to get through um, this COVID time? Well, my, my biggest thing is this. I, I still believe God is in control. This pandemic, just like when everybody had to leave and, and uh, they ended up down in uh, another city because this one, um, no more food left. There was uh, sickness, something moved them from one place to another. Um, but I still believe God is in control. So what we have to do is... Uh, you have to follow the directions of somebody. God had leaders. And this is that point now where the United States or even the city needs leaders. Uh, I haven't so far yet heard any of our leaders get up and, and one way or the other say, yes, you know, but then however, we'd rather see all of y'all with masks on. Mm. We'd rather see y'all keep those on. We'd rather you do your distance. I, I don't hear that from our leadership. Uh, 
people that pops up on the TV. Uh, you know, I, I, I haven't heard that from them. Um, right now, in the middle of our pandemic, the biggest thing we've seen was state troopers coming in, sheriff department helping out Ben drag racing in the streets and all of this. These are all the things that are overshadowing the, the fact that we could teach our children better how to stay, try to stay from catching it. Woo! Thank you for even hanging in there with us. Miss Bertha, we appreciate you. We appreciate your influence, your voice, just everything about you. So that wraps up our conversation with Miss Bertha. But you know what you got, to, you have to do? Because the series isn't over. You have to come back next week. And we're going to start a conversation with my good buddy, my good old pal, Larry. And um, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So we're going to continue these conversations with this special series for the Please Do Tell podcast, Everyday People of the 49022. We'll see you next week.